This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com storybrook. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks, and I just completely lost my voice. It's fine, though. I'm in really and I'm and, still weird. And we're here to talk about uh, a little show on ABC you might have heard of. It's called Once Upon a Time. <laughs> and it, we are very, very excited to be here. Ooh, someone is feeding uh, sound back to us. Hmm, I wonder who it is. Is there someone without headphones on, maybe? Oh, that's probably me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, well, this is our first guest, Michael Lucero. How you doing, Michael? Because we're here for our third once if special. Uh, if we hadn't got around to talking about it yet, but uh, hi, hi, Michael. How you doing? I'm doing just fine, guys. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Yeah, sorry about that. Like we weren't having the feedback issue before. <laughs> But it, it happens. And uh, also uh, joining us again, uh, since we had such tech fails last time, last time is, uh, ooh, ooh, who's that coming from? Okay, I think we're okay now. Okay, there we go. Okay, Amy, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Bill. How are you? Good. Uh, minus the tech issues, but it, the computer's not melting down like it was last time, so that's a positive. Not yet. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Probably. And uh, thank, thank you for joining us, Amy. And also our third guest uh, for this Once If uh, special is Hope. How are you doing, Hope? So you know how I talked so badly about the Frozen arc 4A? Uh-oh. It's finally getting its revenge on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you, you are cu- currently uh, joining us over uh, the telephone. If you guys don't know what a telephone is, it's a little device you hook up to your wall. <laughs> That you can call out on. It's kind of like the internet, but more limited. And uh, we had to use one of those to call Hope because she's having a sleet and power outages in her neighborhood. Right, Hope? Yeah, it's been sleeting since about 2 p.m. And I was hoping it would hold out. But about 30, 45 minutes ago, our power went out. So, oh, no. <laughs> you, Elsa. This is what you get, Elsa. <laughs> Darn it. I will never be sad about 4A again. <laughs> it didn't work. Power still out. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think if nothing else, probably probably Elsa and Anna are glad that you've decided to finally let it go. So. Interesting enough, I uh, was talking. I went to a doctor the other day, and we were talking about once upon a time, and I got his insight as a non-frozen watcher, and he was saying how like. The entire half season completely went over his head because he knew absolutely nothing about Frozen. Nice. And so that's, yeah, so I found that interesting from a non-Frozen watcher. <laughs> yeah. Good perspective. Good perspective. Okay, so uh, once it's special, if you guys haven't tuned in before, basically we just uh, 
we kind of throw out a what if X had happened or what if Y hadn't happened in Once Upon a Time. And then or we what kind if of... ABC danced along and did a jig? Exactly. The, the network. <laughs> if, see, what see, if the network what ABC w- was into clogging? Is, is one of the questions we ask. And, and then we just kind of extrapolate out and uh, f- figure out uh, what, what might have happened on the show. Uh, you were going to say something, Hope? Oh, I was just going to say, what if AB, like, Once Upon a Time was on uh, HBO? Then it became <laughs> That'd be a whole different oh, kind wow. of show. Let's say it would be a whole no, I, I, I talked with my friend before, and we were saying that, like, Neil and Emma, they were from a lot of this world, they would actually be the people who would, like, drop swear words. So, like, Neil would be like, holy F, oh my God! <laughs> like, that would be Neil's character. Nice. Okay. See, I, I, think it, I think it would have basically been exactly the show we have now, except everybody would have been topless every episode. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. think that that could work for have some people, ever... but I'll take some not. <laughs> oh, what was that, Michael? <laughs> oh, have you guys ever seen Weeds? Oh, yeah. We have. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's a great show. That wasn't, that wasn't HBO, but I'm kind of thinking uh, if if this was, like, on one of those networks like that, mm-hmm. uh, Henry probably would have pulled a Shane and have killed somebody by now. <laughs> <laughs> At least one person. Yeah. Yes. I kind of I think Henry might have already done that. that. The only... I find it hard to believe that the only guy who has yet to take, has only taken off his shirt in the entirety of the show is Jamie Dornan, and then it became really fitting. <laughs> <laughs> then it made total sense. <laughs> That's who, that was his audition. <laughs> when, when are we going to see Grumpy Topless? That's what I want to know. But, grumpy on greetings. Grumpy on greetings. Grumpy <laughs> Yes, I did. Thank you very much. Okay, but uh, Amory, I think. Hashtag grumpy topless. Oh. Um, okay, Amory, you had our first topic wow. here. Our first topic is what if Once Upon a Time started before Twitter was a thing? AKA before we had all the hashtag wars and the Hashtag-ry. shipping and all of the craziness. Ready, set, go. That's well, it. it would be like our po- this podcast would be the way I am right now. <laughs> all over the telephone. On the phone. No, we'd be on ham radio. No, I, yeah. No, but uh, what, what, actually, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is I originally heard of this topic for the first time from our buddies Bree and Alex from Other Side of the Mirror, and they did an entire episode about uh, Once Upon a Time in the Twitter Age. And it's sadly, they, they are not a one podcast anymore, um, but you should check them out with the fangirl because I'm a writer for that as well, too. Yay! Um, plug in. Um, plug, plug, plug. But it's a very interesting, fandom itself is an interesting beast because it kind of defines and shapes the show. Mm-hmm. And some showrunners, like, for example, the, the Supernational writers, uh, they just completely ignore uh, they, they love their fandom. They really embrace it. Uh, they, they love hearing from the fans. They take a lot of the fan things. Like, they totally ran with Death Steel because of the fans. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and they and they like tw- like uh, teasing the fans with that. But then there's other showrunners; they just completely ignore the fans. They don't care. They take the input and just throw it out the window, and they just do their own thing. And I don't feel like Adam and Eddie do that. Uh, Adam Adam doesn't have to be on Twitter pretty much every single day, mm-hmm. just answer questions and do stuff. And it's actually a very special thing that these actors are so very open to their fans. Um, but that is both a good thing. And a bad thing, um, because, like, while we can give, like, instant feedback, like, Selfless Brave and True, they, it was instantaneous that people were unhappy of how Tamara killed Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already, like, not even a few days later, came out and interviewed, and they were like, we recognize that was a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got so many 
lessons on what wood does not do with electricity that it made our heads spin. But then you also have, like, other things where it can be very negative. Uh, For example, when Blue died in Neverland, uh, quote-unquote, like, like in that one, like, episode where everybody thought she died, people were tweeting Keegan Connor Tracy, and they were like, I'm glad you're dead. And she's (gasps) like, it's not me. (laughs) But they? Wow. Yeah, like people were telling her that that she was glad that she was dead, and it was her character. I mean, so that's harsh. This, this fandom, I've been yeah, and this this fandom's an interesting one. I've been watching it for a while now, and it kind of reminds me of a, like another fandom of a show called Italia. And what I can gather that's what's similar about Italia is that it's a it's an anime. And they personify the nations of the world, and then they take you through history. But the thing is, Italia has a relatively young fandom. Their, mm. The core of their fandom is probably about 13 to 18. And then you have people like me who are much more mature and we're like, we're totally cool and stuff. But then you have people, uh, and that's kind of how I feel about Once Upon a Time. It's not that people are younger and mature. It's their first fandom, and a lot of them don't know how to act. In a fandom, um, they don't know like what to do and what not to do, or like and what's okay and what's not okay because mm-hmm. they just don't have that exposure. And a lot of them don't go to conventions; but they have Twitter, and so um, it's it's a very interesting fandom. And it reminds me a lot of the Italians, except for they're not quite as violent as, as the Italians <laughs> I, yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely think yeah. that a lot a lot of them too. I, I think a lot of people people in the once fandom go tweeting to the actors and the crew members and stuff like that. Like they're not actually reading it. Like it's a service that they've hired to manage their tweets. But I mean, especially in once, a lot of the people are actually are reading actually their tweet, Twitters. Yeah. Too. They're tweeters. They're yeah. tweeters. The tweeter tweeters. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird because it's- I never, until we started doing this ever considered myself at all a part of any sort of a fandom mm-hmm. or did anything like this. I was not that person. I really sometimes still am not that person. I I don't get involved in the Twitter fights and the tweet. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. live yeah. tweet. I can't stand live tweeting. It makes me twitchy sometimes. Like I just... <laughs> I've been looking for your Legends of Gotham tweets or something. Yeah, well, we would be tweeting right now. We're live tweeting we're right live now. We're live tweeting right now. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not live tweeters. It, yeah. it, I feel a little, I mean, it's spoilery mm-hmm. for those who can't watch it then, but it also distracts and right. you can't um, actually enjoy the show. Maybe live tweet it the second time you watch it. Yeah, but actually, yeah. I would say our notes are probably the closest notes, we do to yeah. live tweeting. Yeah, and mine are usually just quotes. <laughs> but uh, Michael, you had something you wanted to that's, mention? No, that's interesting. Uh, that's another. It's an interesting aspect of the fandom slash social media aspect of watching uh, entertainment today. Is that I. Um, have a second shift job so uh i'm only able to do this tonight because it's a holiday Mm -hmm. and uh so usually when y'all are watching these shows especially like gotham and and stuff like that um i um am at work so i'm not able to watch them when they're airing like a lot of people and so i'll get on twitter and i'll see all these spoilers Mm -hmm. and i'll be like well i wish i kind of hadn't read that (laughs) yes um but it's it's an interesting experience because some of these tweets don't really aren't really are spoilers but not spoilers they'll they'll refer to something but they won't tell you exactly what happens so you're forced to like make your own interpretations of what you think that means so you're kind of expecting something to happen 
happen along certain lines, but you don't know exactly what's going to happen, so you're looking for it. And a lot of the times when it comes, you're like, well, that's not exactly what I was imagining when I read that tweet. So it's weird because you're letting somebody's, like, third-hand observation shape how your expectation of a a show is going to be. Yeah, and... I know not everybody does it, but I try not to tweet spoilers myself, or I make up stuff. <laughs> like, I think there was one time I was live-tweeting Gotham, and for, I somehow made Harvey Bullock a Time Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how I did, but um, I, I, try, I personally try not to tweet spoilers. But I, what I really like most about having this, like, online fandom, though, is I've met so, like, when I was a kid growing up, like, I was big into Digimon and Pokemon, and I still love the shows. Like, I, I still adore those shows and those games. But um, I, I only had, like, one, maybe two people physically with me to share in that love, because it was before Internet and everything. Now, if I love a show, I've met so many people. I've met all of you guys. I've met uh, Ashley Benson. Um, I've met, like many people and 99.9 of them are really cool and then I've gone on to meet them in real life at conventions where once again 99.9 of them are cool uh, we're, we're the point, also, me and Anne Marie are the 0.1% of people you've met at conventions that oh, were cool no we're, no you're not, not. It's, it's nothing cool, cool. it's just one it's just one person and she is an active bully and I don't understand how she has so many followers I, I just don't because she's an active bully she's she's bashed people she harasses the actors every single day and she, I, I don't understand how she has so many of the actors following her and she has so many people following her. the reason they were fo- <laughs> the reason they're probably following her specifically the actors is to keep tabs on what she's doing if she's being like that yeah. it's so that they know if something's been yeah. thrown out there I, I, and if they have to um, control it or respond, if it's something that requires a response, cause it could start a thing. So yeah, I am like, because like I, she, she's lucky at Dragon Con this last year. Like she, she punched me and I know Miss Lu- knocked her lights out because I'm a I'm pacifist, sorry, punched but I, like, she punched me and it wasn't like a playful punch. It was a full rear back punched me in the arm and I almost knocked her lights out because I'm a pacifist, but I will defend myself. And I told her flat out, I was like, you touch me like that again, little girl. (laughs) Not happening. Yeah, she's just obsessive. She's the girl who would, like, stand outside of Beth Mater's booth all day long. Yeah, that that, that can just get creepy and disturbing. That discourages, you know, the actors and crew members and stuff from coming out and engaging with the fans, too. Right, because they don't want to be involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Amy, what about... People that's, like, really... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to see what Amy had to say about the whole Twitter thing because she'd been pretty quiet over there. She's been chatting. <laughs> I know. She's been in the chat room. <laughs> hey, I said one thing in the chat room. That's it. We but you were there. You. We saw it. <laughs> but my thing with the Twitter is is that I don't really live tweet anything purely because I, I type one-handed, so it's hard for me to concentrate on what I'm typing and what I'm watching on TV at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then if... I sometimes DVR what I watch, so I go back and watch it later so I can avoid the commercials. Mm -hmm. So if I don't want to know anything, I tend to avoid Twitter, Tumblr, whatever social media people I follow that, you know, like Hope, you know, like if her her, um, GIF reactions happen before I can see, you know, the episode, I completely avoid her before I watch it, and then I go back and watch it. Yeah, I do that a lot. um, I will say... As a point, if you don't watch commercials, uh, it hurts the ratings. You have to watch the commercials. Um, Those are counted as part of the ratings. Because the way they do the ratings is within, like, 
I think, 24 hours. Um, and part of that is if the commercials are watched or not. And if you fast forward through the commercials, it will not count in the ratings. Well, I always watch commercials to so I know what not to buy. So I, I'll, I'll always watch the commercials in the future, I guess. Okay. Uh, and- but it'd be interesting. If we, if we didn't have internet, we wouldn't have podcasts either. Like, you know, this is an age where we have podcasts and it like podcasts are considered members of the press now. Oh yeah. Which is very cool. And I, I, I mean, we, we've gotten more cooperation from the people over at Fox than we have ABC. Quite but, a yeah, bit. Quite but, a bit. But you know, <laughs> they, the, I, I know they've, I, the ABC people have definitely been a uh, very uh, friendly with a couple of the other, uh, once podcasts, podcasts and stuff, yeah. which is cool. And, and uh, you know, it, just uh, engagement too. Uh, it, it's really cool. You know how we got like Jared Joseph to call in. Yes. For, I, th- I think the hundredth episode awesome. or whatever that was that was awesome, and it, 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 it's really cool just being able to you know interact with people on a, on a one on one basis too, which is something you did. Like I, I talked a little bit as we were having tech meltdown uh, last week. I used to be majorly the first like Here big online uh, <laughs> fandom I was involved in uh, was for a show that was on ABC uh, 8 p.m. on Sunday nights called Lois and Clark The New Adventures of Superman and uh, we we all gathered around we didn't gather around the Twitters or uh, we didn't have podcasts or anything like that we had uh, what was called a listserv you might be familiar uh, with these, uh, from college or something basically like a big email list that uh, you know, you you emailed uh, to one email address, and it would send your message out to everybody on the listserv. So basically, it would the listserv would go silent from eight to nine, or about eight fifty-five p.m. And then eight eight fifty-five p.m., just hundreds of messages. Oh, do you think uh, General Nod is General Zod, and all this kind of stuff? You know, f- flying out there, and it, it was it. So it wasn't like an as instant a reaction as you have now, but there was still right. kind of like that instant reaction. And I know that there were stories um, that were told at like uh, fan conventions mm. and stuff like that, uh, where basically, um, you, know, you know, I guess the cast and crew of Lois and Clark actually printed out the listserv like the night after an episode aired and like passed it around the set to sh- oh, see cool. what the fans were saying and stuff. They even actually in one episode on a plaque uh, by a well, they, they actually put, uh, I think it was like 10 names of like people who were very active in the community of mine was among them shocking which was cool uh, so shocking if you go around and find so, a find, find a sd copy of lois and clark you may be able to see the name meeks there somewhere <laughs> now, the, the last point i have about twitter age is um whatever the last con was uh, like a week or two ago i know ashley from montana fan was there mm-hmm. and she wrote that uh lee arnberg who's grumpy and leroy mm-hmm. He said that they read all these. The actors, the cast and crew, they read all these. And he was discouraging hate in the fandom because the actors, they do see it. They do watch it. They do read these. Um, and it does affect them. And it makes it does affect like whether or not they do want to do certain things. Um, mm-hmm. They hear us. <laughs> they might not be able to get to all the stories right away because they, of course, only have so many episodes in a season right. and so many things to tell. But, I mean... Um, he he was very strong about not spreading fandom hate through Twitter and all that because they do see it. Right. Well, the other thing about Twitter that I kind of like, I like all the um, behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I'm one of those people who watch the special features on DVDs and stuff like that. So um, that's why I kind of follow a lot of the actors because I get to see that kind of stuff on their Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, like... Adam and Eddie do the um, titles on the scripts. Right. I love the title spoilers. Or, like, or the random quote from a script or something like that, and you don't know which episode it is, but you kind of know once you see the, you know, you which, hear it. Which, by the way, we discussed several of those in our uh, episode 111, the spoiler party. Go ahead, Amy. <laughs> 
Amy was on. But I also, um, I've also noticed that you know the actors do do the live tweeting like during the show, so they can interact with you know the fans while you know while the show's going on and stuff. Or mm-hmm. I've seen um, actors on different TV shows um, have like funny stories, like like if one scene just happened on TV, the actor on Twitter would be like, oh, during this scene, this thing happened, you right. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. And that's like the new marketing too now. Because like before, if you wanted spoilers, like you would have to wait like for the episode of the issue of Entertainment Weekly to come out like the week before, or like TV guys, right. or or like anything like that. But now like that is the new marketing. Like we haven't really gotten much of any mm-hmm. real promos other than that one promo for what is it Darkness on the Edge of Town, the first episode. Yeah. Um, that's the only promo we've really gotten, but we've gotten so much more from the tweets and the behind the scenes stuff. And mm-hmm. sometimes they're, they're great. Like what I think what they're doing right now is great. And sometimes they're awful. Like the pre Neverland. Oh my God, please bring those back. Awful photos. Take your leave. This actually reminds me of something I heard. Uh, Scott Ackerman, who does uh, comedy Bang Bang was on the Nerdist podcast today. And they were talking about this a little bit where, Back, you know, 10 years ago or so, you know, the main thing networks wanted, you know, for a show to be a success, they wanted 80% of the people to think it was okay and, you know, okay enough to tune in every week. Now it's completely reversed and they want 20% of the people to be head over heels in love with the the show Mm -hmm. or the movie or whatever they're trying to promote. And as long as they have that 20% of hardcore audience, then they'll end up making their numbers and their money somewhere along the way. So it's gone from caring about the 80% broad to the 20% niche, you know? So I feel like the fandom is smarter now because we do have more access to a lot more tools that like we can be very critical and have that instant critical reaction mm-hmm. uh, to straight to a writer or straight to an actor. Um, so and I think that it's going to affect how TV shows are written in general. They have to be smarter because you have such a savvy fandom. Yeah. And I, I think it's definitely imperative uh, for people who are involved in fandoms and especially in like leadership positions and fandoms and stuff to kind of stress uh, the rules of good criticism too. Yes. Because you say saying yeah. that sucks or her hair was bad. So I don't like that character. That's not good criticism. Right. <laughs> you know, and it, I, that's yeah. something we try to so do. So are you saying you don't like my criticisms of Snow's costuming? Please make her look more like a woman. <laughs> Stop dressing her in <laughs> bags. <laughs> If there's nothing wrong with going to an actor or writer and saying, I didn't like this for this reason, but I'm still glad that you guys are doing the show and thank you for your hard work. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying that. And I don't think people thank the actors and the writers enough for their hard work. We wouldn't have a show. Yeah, and, and They respect us. Yeah. Yeah, no one sets out to make a bad show either. So, you know, everyone's trying to do their best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Amy. Oh, well, what Hope was saying about how, you know, the fandom acts and reacts um, to and how the actors act to a different, um, to how, you know, the, the fans and stuff. Um, sorry. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of the show. It's called Rain. It's about Mary Queen yeah. of Scotland and stuff like that. I like mm-hmm. the sound Well, there's, um, there was a shipper issue. Uh-oh. Last season, Ooh. where um someone or a lot of the fans didn't like where the couple, the storyline for a certain couple was going, and so they pretty much said on Twitter they were boyco- boycotting the rest of the show. They're not going to watch it, nothing. And it was like this big whole boycott. Mm-hmm. And one of the actresses of the show pretty much came on Twitter and said, "I can't believe you guys are doing this." 
we worked so hard for this show just because you don't like where this storyline is going doesn't mean you have to boycott it because, you know, yeah. you don't yeah. like this one certain aspect of the show. Yeah. So yeah, I, there's, there's been some ships who, just, who have done that for once, and I hate mm-hmm. to break them to you. Like, as savvy and smart as this fandom is, we are a small percentage of people on Twitter. Because, yeah. like, just in my family, I am one person, and my two sisters, my mom, my brother, and uh, just in my family, I am one up against four of other households that do not have power use Twitter. <laughs> there is such a yeah. huge general, like, I, you know, we sell the Once Upon a Time comic in our store, and I talk mm-hmm. to Oncers a lot. Um, and so many of them are not involved in the fandom. They're just general audience. Um, and so if people boycott the show, mm-hmm. it's, it's still such a small percentage. <laughs> Yeah, but it was just big enough for the actress, to, you know, one of the actresses to know in order for her to say something, you know. Right. So that's what caught my yeah, eye. Game of had to do it before. That was a good, good one. They've had to come out and say stuff like that. Yeah. And this is uh, this is where I'm kind of with Anne Marie on the whole fandom thing. I appreciate everything you all are saying, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't really get involved with fandom, at least not on this show. Uh, <laughs> Especially not on Tumblr. I've I've mm-hmm. dipped my toe in there, and it's not something I want to go back to. <laughs> it scares but, me. <laughs> but but the, the larger point I want to make is that this sort of interaction with the show, I think, is 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 unhealthy for a really fundamental reason, which is that I'm, um, I'm thinking of something that I think it was C.S. Lewis who wrote, that the first demand that any work of art creates upon us is that we open ourselves up to us to surrender to it and and to just you know to be paying attention basically to what the story is doing what the characters are doing and not what we think we would rather it be doing i mean i think there's probably a place for that but when you take that and make that be like what you think your whole experience of the show should be you're not paying attention to the story you're not paying attention to what they're trying to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so what are you even a fan of at that point right yeah you know? see I, i'm the opposite like i grew up in fandoms like my mom was a trekkie i've been going to conventions since i was a kid like i've like it is my life it is my vocation. Um, I want to write for entertainment and and news, and, like, that is my vocation. So, like, being involved in fandoms has always been a part of my existence. That being said, I fully understand that these are normal people doing a 9-to-5 job, and and sometimes longer. Like, they they have, like, 10, 12, 14-hour days. I've been there. I've worked in the theater. Like, but so I think if people would step back and realize these are just regular people doing a job, like no one's going to come into my comic book store and be like, oh my God, it's Hope. She's selling comics. Like no one's going to do that to me. So I, you know, we have to do that now, right, Anne Marie? Oh, we almost have to. Oh my gosh, please do. My, my coworker thing, I'm such a dork. And I, yeah. We will reaffirm that. um, But I mean, also, like, I think if people, like, my, my advice to Twitter people is if you don't like something in a show, that's okay. It's okay if you don't agree with the show or the course of the show. And I've had to do this a lot, especially during the Frozen arc. I did this a lot. Write a fake tweet, but don't send it. Like, write as many fake tweets as you can just to get those emotions out. And then take a step back or walk away from the computer, 
relax a bit and then think of a constructive tweet. Because there was a lot of times where I was just like, bleep, 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 freaking frozen, bleep, bleep. Like, there's so many times I was like that. But, I mean, it is, it's not good for the show. It's not good for you as a fan. And it just generally makes you look bad. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a rule, uh, it's really three rules that we kind of follow here on the on the show, I think. Uh, and we, we've talked about this a little bit before. Uh, to, to make sure that our criticism is constructive. And it's basically three, uh, I, I, I believe a goth uh, came up with these yeah. rules for theater criticism. And it's something I've always followed when, you know, reviewing fiction, reviewing stories, things like that. It, it, three simple rules. The first is uh, what was done. This is intention. This is form. So what was, what did the artist intend to do? And what are you watching? So in the case of Once Upon a Time, they uh, wanted to make <laughs> what are you watching? a soap opera-esque uh, yes. uh, primetime television show. So, okay, that's one. What was done? Second question, how well was it done? How well did they do making a soap opera-esque primetime television show? So you have to understand the format and everything else while you're saying how well was it done. And then the thing you have to end up with is was it worth doing? Was the combination of elements that they threw together in this format uh, – did it did it add value to the world? Do do, do do I feel like a better person or at least a more entertained person having watched it? Uh, and and those are kind of the rules of uh, yeah, the, the kind of the guidelines we try to follow to make sure that we're fair and we're just and we're we're not insulting in our. Criticism. We try very hard not to go. That sucked. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. sucked. Right. Do better. I'm kind of like Michael. I'm. I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm not really involved in the fandom as much. Mm-hmm. The only really way I'm involved is, you know, talking to you guys and listening to the podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I just pretty much watch the show and sometimes maybe share my opinion on Twitter. But that's it. I've never actually, you know, said my comments directly to, you know, the actors or anything like that. I don't think I like have that. either, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so unless they no, listen no to the show, tell, they don't know anything we think. No one tell Sean McGuire about Robin Hood face, please. <laughs> 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 no, I um, you know, I think what would actually actually help things if people learn to agree to disagree more and be mm-hmm. respectful about it. Like, there's there's a girl named Chelsea that I follow on Tumblr, and she's a hardcore Frankenwolfer shipper, and that's Will and Ruby. <laughs> and I I have always, ever since the Doctor, been a mad Will shipper. Uh, Jefferson and Will are my main ship of one planet time. So you can see how well they're doing. <laughs> so. But, I mean, we one night sat down um, and over Tumblr had a very constructive conversation about Frankenwolf, about, like, the structure of it, what it would do for the show, how it would help or hurt the show, what it would do for the characters. And I disagreed with every single point because it just wasn't my ship. But I, I like, and she did the same thing back at me for Mad Whale. The thing is, we were very respectful. She'd be like, you know, I hear you on your point. I just don't see how that would work. And we were, and at the end of the day, we were still friends. Like, we had an entire conversation about disagreeing with each other's point of view. But, like, we still follow each other. We're still respectful. And I think if more fans learn to agree to disagree and be respectful towards that, because there are, like, just that one girl I was telling you about. If you don't agree with her, she will, like, call you out on it. She would tell you. She tells her little followers to attack you on it. And she's just a big old jerk face. <laughs> to say in the nicest way possible. Because <laughs> yeah. I've had some strong words in the past for her. So, <laughs> But, I mean, like, that, I think if more people can learn how to respect each other's differences mm-hmm. and their opinions, even if you don't agree on it, 
that that is the way to do it. Okay, definitely. I, yeah. I think that's a good. Just point. to be clear. Okay. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just want to be clear. I'm not against like fandom or fan fiction or anything like that or shipping or anything like that. Nope. I'm just saying that. I mean. If if it wasn't for fan fiction, we wouldn't have the King Arthur mythology. I mean, that was just one medieval writer um, fan fictioning off of what five other medieval writers <laughs> have done. But it, I'm just saying that it has to. You have to distinguish between like what the the main story is doing and not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys know what I'm saying. We got you. What, no, sorry, Michael. Michael, we already notified Tumblr that you're anti fandom. So. <laughs> They'll be, They'll be locking down I, your account tonight. My account will be deleted. <laughs> I respectfully agree to disagree with Michael. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, okay. You, you know that was a joke. That was a joke, Michael. Right. <laughs> Sorry. What was right. a bad joke? <laughs> Here, let's. Uh, I, I wanted to point out a couple things that were said in the chat room, and then I think we're going to move on to yeah, the next was... topic here. Uh, Patty just said that sure. uh, she doesn't send any complaints to the actors or the crew. She sends them all to me and Anne Marie. Uh, thank you, Patty, thank for you. that. We like feedback. Uh, Angel <laughs> says that she usually tries to warn people before uh, she's li- she'll be live blogging a show. And Bobby revealed that he used to be a Nielsen family, which I thought was kind of cool. Bobby Hawk. <laughs> Bobby Hawk, the Nielsen kid. Okay, so uh, <laughs> next topic. Okay. What? Over the phone, it just sounds like you just got stuck inside a metal can. Like you're stuck like. inside like that's that. What it, that's what it sounds on this side too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are, are you okay with your Campbell soup over there? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. What? Oh, hey. Okay. That's it. <laughs> what if Cora wasn't killed in season two? Discuss. What if Cora wasn't killed in season two, what would have happened? What would have happened? Uh, well, Snow would be still be a pure white character. Maybe that was. Two I want to see ago. Snow White and Peter Pan battle. Ooh, <laughs> I I just thought of the worst joke. I'm sorry. What'd you say, Amy? I said I want to see Cora and Peter Pan battle it out. Yes, I think that would. Have I see. Really I think good. they would have. I think they would have joined forces against Rumble. I don't think they would have battled it out. I think. Like, I think she's been like, Hook, you're useless. Hey, Pan, what's up? Oh, no. Okay, what I think is that they'll be to get, you know, they'll get together to get rid of Rumple at first, but then when it's just the two of them, they'll battle it out. Like, they'll get rid of everybody, live? and then it'll be just the two of them, and then it'll be one-on-one, it'll be Peter versus, Peter Pan versus Cora. And who would win? Yeah, You know, from the Regina point survivor. of view, I think Regina would have gone, I'm oh, sorry. It would be Survivor Once Upon a Time edition. <laughs> uh, Hunger Games. That too. I think Regina would have stayed on the same path, so I think she would not have changed. I think that was always the writer's intention was to redeem her to the Charming. Um, I think it just would have been a much harder path because she would still... It was her mother's death what, what pushed her to move on. I think it, she would have probably lingered with Cora a lot longer and possibly gotten Henry really hurt in the process. Oh, definitely. I can see that. I can yeah. See that. I also think with Cora's level of power, um, Pan probably would have been killed outright um, <laughs> by her. If not by her, then definitely by a combination of her, Rumpel, and Regina when you combine those three levels of power. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah. if that had happened, you wouldn't be able, uh, Rumpel wouldn't have had his sacrificial moment. Especially if you add Emma to that mix, it would probably. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. what oh, yeah, is yeah, though? Yeah, um, because like we, I think we would have gotten more Storybrooke, and like we that would have been probably more active. Because Cora, there was a chance would probably not go to Neverland, you know. So she'd be left alone in Storybrooke. 
So, like, I don't even well, think all of Team Neverland would have stayed, because I think Regina, oh, I don't know if Regina would have stayed behind. Like, does she face her mother or save her son? Okay, we on the live stream, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Michael, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I think that Cora would have gone to Neverland, because at that point her main re- motivation was Regina and, and uh, trying to restore some kind of relationship with her. And if Henry's in danger, Regina's definitely going. Yeah. So Cora would go, and then if Cora ended up killing Pan, which I can really see her doing, she's really the type that says, you know, let's take the blunt force, let's use like all our power and just wipe them out, get them. Uh, don't worry about doing the right thing, just get it, the job done. And then a Rumple wouldn't have had that um, sacrificial moment, but on the other hand, he also wouldn't have gotten killed in that sacrificial moment, mm-hmm. so he probably wouldn't have gone evil in the Frozen storyline because that was the main reason that um, he went back to his old ways was because it's like dying and being re Mm -hmm. was that that was like too traumatic and he was like I'm not ever going to go through that again so that's why he wanted to get the hat and Mm -hmm. all that I disagree Okay. You disagree? Continue. I do. I think <laughs> Cora has always been out for herself. I mean, she even tells Zelina, I'm doing what's best for me. I, I think Regina has always been a pawn in her plan. I think if Regina would have gone to Neverland anyway, and Cora would have stayed behind because there's this fresh, unprotected new little kingdom called Storybrook for mm-hmm. her to take as her own. And King George is there. I think she would have found allies with him. And I think when the Charming family came back, Storybrooke would be taken over, and they would have to stop Cora as well. Yeah. And so you would have that's, Pan and Henry. They, that's yeah, that's definitely of... possible, but I'm just thinking about Cora's motivation. Um, like, even in the past, it's to be, it has been to get power, but it's been to get power for, you know, for Regina. Like, everything she did was, like, twisted and crazy, but it was all... She thought she was doing what was best for Regina, mm-hmm. trying well, to... Let's say this. This is something I, I just happened to think about. Have we established in this what if scenario if it's before or after Cora gets her heart back? Because you know there there's that moment right. in the episode exactly. where Cora dies. Regina puts yeah. the heart back in her chest, and right before it kills her, because it were snows. Enough. You True. were yeah, enough. You would have been enough. You would have been enough. So, so what happens in that world where Cora becomes good, good again? Well, good. And, and then <laughs> they they probably all turn against Rumpel, wouldn't they? I One think at that think. point, because I mean, he's probably the baddest guy on the chessboard at that he's point. He's the baddest I think. of the baddies. I think I think she would follow a Rumpel path. Like I think she would still struggle with power. Um, because even with her heart, she still always wanted to do what was best to make her in a position of power. So I think. I, I think she would have been in a very similar Rumpel scenario, and maybe she would have still tried to get the dagger to have the most power, mm-hmm. even if it was would be to protect Regina and to protect this newfound family. I think that she would have gone down that path as well. Interesting. And I, I mean, I can definitely also see Hope. I, I can see like a scenario like three or four months removed from the episode where she was supposed to die, mm-hmm. where it's just like a, a wide shot of Storybrooke and only the library is still standing. Everybody's walking <laughs> around like surfs down Main Street, like just complete like dystopian Storybrooke, nice. courtesy of Cora. Okay, so that would be funny too. Wow. It would, it would. Dystopian Storybrooke. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I um. like my effect. Go ahead, Amy. Yeah, Marie, hit him. Hit I can't him. Reach. His I threw things at him. Another I actually thing have I wanted... another question. Oh, go ahead, Amy. No, go ahead. Would Hook still be on Team Cora, or where he would have flipped to um, M- 
Emma's side by this point if Cora went. I don't know. I think, I think his loins would take him to Emma either way. <laughs> but we would still have Neil because he wouldn't have had to die with the whole sacrificial thing if we. With the whole like. Yeah. Double if we killed and... Pan already. Well, how would Selena react to Cora then? Because Cora abandoned yeah. her. Actually, yeah, what, that would be a different art. That would be a better story. Because remember, he got let go in the wormhole thing. So wouldn't he be enchanted forest with like Mulan and Aurora and Robin Hood and all that stuff? Wait, say that again? Yeah, start again. Wasn't Neil, like when the whole crew was going to Neverland, didn't Neil fall through one of the wormhole time portal yes, things? Which yeah. took him to, yeah, he was with Mulan. To, to Mist Haven, and then they yeah. went and got got a, a hitched a ride the with the shadow. With the yeah. shadow. Yeah. So what if he never ended up in Neverland and still stayed in um, Enchanted Forest while Korra went off to Neverland? That could happen. Well, actually, I'd almost want to say, like, if if Korra went good at that point in the story, I th- I think almost maybe like I, I it seems like it seems like almost she she might have helped them get like a, a doorway back or like a pathway back to Mist Haven from right. Storybrooke mm-hmm. to where maybe they at that like with, with the power of Korra, they might have been able to like establish I don't even trade with the old country or something. Yeah, you know, at that point, that could mm-hmm. be kind of interesting. Yeah. Too bad we'll never see. So. I- I always wondered, uh, like, so I always thought it would be a better, like, formation of Outlaw Queen if um, Roland, if, if, like, if, if Neil's plot to take the Shadow to Neverland, if it didn't work and the Shadow got Roland, like, how I always wanted to see Robin, like, fury at Neil, but then Regina could find Roland in Neverland and take him to Robin, and I, I always thought that would be a much better foundation of Outlaw Queen than the match. I applaud I like that. I, I would oh. read. I would read that fanfic. And uh, sorry, uh, live viewers, we just crashed out, but hopefully we'll be back momentarily. Always still to say, like my one unforgivable moment. I, I was waiting for Robin to be like, "Why is your child more important than my child in this moment?" Huh. Yeah, sorry, Hope. We we uh, we crashed out of the hangout that time. Which is weird. We're not having the uh, the problems we were having. We're, but having, we're having new problems. problems. New problems. It's fun. <laughs> Yay. Yay. But we didn't hear your point at all. It's fine. No, why is this child more important than that child? Here he goes with the demonic voice. Be prepared. I think it's time for the next topic. 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 <laughs> okay, look at it this way. At least we can hear all hear each other. True. We can. <laughs> this is <laughs> true. The audio is like spot on. <laughs> Agreed. We do, everything just crashes every once in a while. One thing, then the other. But they alternate. So they never crash at the same time, which is good. This so, Emory. It makes you feel better. I think I'm getting high on, like, freaking candles right now. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's an interesting My candle. smells like flowers. They have an outlaw candle. Wonderland, baby. Bloody house Wonderland. Okay. <laughs> Next topic. No, Sorry. What if they didn't cancel Once Wonderland, land, 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 land? Because Jane didn't Espenson... they say they had another storyline for Wonderland if they didn't get canceled? I thought I read that somewhere. Did they? I thought no. Jane Espenson oh. said that the original plan was like every season be focused on different worlds. So like the first one would be Wonderland, another one would be Neverland, another one would be like another one. And so that would be really cool because then they could go through all the different realms that they've introduced and build in other stories. But at the same time, I don't know, then they've carried that show. So I wouldn't want other seasons unless you <laughs> Well, 
Yeah, I mean, well, they have the White Rabbit, so the Knave could have gone with the them. The Knave goes to Neverland? Like is that what you're saying? Oh, man. No, what I think would have been really nice um, is we would have gotten all these different worlds on this separate show instead of them taking over Once Prime. Yes. And we could yeah, actually the- have a story on Once yeah. Prime. I want to find a Neverland. And but, you could fill in all the uh, un, unanswered questions about, like, how, what did uh, Neil do in, in Neverland while he yes. was a kid? Yes, which is why I want once upon a time in Neverland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice to have... What deal, and what deal did Hook make to get off the island yes. with pants? Exactly, yeah. Yes, I honestly been... feel like that would have been a better show than the main and show. And yes. Peter Pan's relationship. How did they know each other? How did Peter Pan yes. trust Tinkerbell? Yes, I want yeah. all the stories. I want all the stories. We, we definitely need it, Neverland background. Like, it could have been. Yeah, like never. Like I'm hoping that that they fill in some of that with the new comic because one of the stories is Hooks. That story more, um, but I just don't feel like they'll do that. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, let's just be honest. It's not. Cause it, yeah, because the comic's only 112 pages, so that's about, that's about 20, 25 pages. So that's like a single issue covering uh, a single character. Yeah. And we would get to see more of Aladdin. I'm pulling from the chat. Patty was like, what about Aladdin? And Angel's like, we're of Agrabah. So that would have been Agrabah. nice. Uh, yes. Michael, you had something you wanted to say, Sorry. I think? Oh, I don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> you fit right in, sir. Once upon a time in Michael's head. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just going to say they could have uh, renamed it to Once Upon a Time in Plothole Land. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, I had to. See, I think it would have been a good idea for my uh, rumple led sliders idea and do yes. Once Upon a Time in yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Once Upon a Time in the Hat. Yes. See, I think that'd be fun because there's like, if you look at Hat Trick, there's so. I, I would love to learn more about Victor's world. I mean, that horror world and bringing like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and like Dracula, like that'd be so much fun to have like horror movie world yeah. oh, as well. Like that's, that's one that I want to know Oz. more about. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Oz, oh man, Oz, Oz suffered definitely. majorly. Like we need more of that. They, they covered a lot of the um, major, major beats from the Oz story, the original Oz story though, which kind of well, already. See, we didn't, did we? I'm trying to remember. Did we even get like the Scarecrow or the Tin Man or anything like no, that? No, but we did get no. the, the entirety of Dorothy. Like Dorothy comes, <laughs> she be- befriends the witch, and the witch sends her back to Kansas or kills her or something. I can't remember exactly. I, th- I, I think it was implied to Glinda. Like we know nothing about Glinda. Like she, she, I don't even think she moved. Like she just stood there in the entire time. I don't think she actually knows how to walk. But she's not ruined. Like, she hasn't been killed or anything. She can still come she's back. She's just frozen. She's just, well, she's not frozen. She's just stuck in the North Country or whatever it was, the North Mountain. I'd be frozen if I was in a North oh, Well, yes. Yeah. But I think the most we've gotten from, like, the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion was when um, Zelina was going around collecting the brain, the heart. Yeah, because that was all... Oh, yeah. Yeah, forgot about all that. So I think that's the most of, you know, those three characters we got was just their personality, what they were looking for in Oz. Yeah. Okay, next topic. Now I'm a robot. Hello. Um, okay, so uh, this one... I, th- I have a terrible fear of robots, Bill. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll be using this for the rest of the show. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> 
No, I actually, I, I, th- I th- I'm pretty sure. You know what we're, we're gonna do here? I'm pretty sure Hope has a monologue on this one. Yeah. So we'll let Hope monologue on this one, and then we're gonna do lightning round and just go through a bunch of the topics. I'm gonna call them random people to give their random once if ideas. So Hope, what if Jefferson <laughs> was in Once Wonderland? Go. I okay. So the reason I originally posed this one was because Jane Espenson said that Sebastian Stan was the only actor in history to get a spinoff and not be in it, <laughs> um, which is which is kind of very true because he was such a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like it would have been a very different show. Um, I, I do think Jefferson and Alice had a relationship, but I think it was from Alice's first time she went there as a kid. Um, I, cause, uh, she knew, Alice knew who the hotter was. She knew where his house was. Um, like she, she knew exactly where to find his house. And so I feel like it would have been a very different show because the reason they created the name of hearts was to kind of fill in that lead character role because Cyrus was the first half stuck in a jail cell. Like he was not the lead man. It was all Will from day one. We, we were seeing everything from Will's eyes. We saw Storybrooke from Will's eyes. Like he represented the viewer in the land of Alice's story. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't think we would have gotten Michael Saka at all, which would be a huge, terrible thing because cause he's oh, yeah. such a wonderful player in this world. And when it was canceled, he was the only person that fans wanted back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's definitely the only person they're walking forward for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a significantly shorter monologue than I was expecting. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I, I, I was expecting that to take us to 930, honestly. <laughs> uh, I can keep going. I, I, I think because I have an entire like background play of like Jefferson's. I, I'm writing a fan fiction right now. And so I have like my own view of Jefferson mm-hmm. in Wonderland and what he did there and stuff. So I can I can go into that if you really want. But it's all my personal theory. I, I think actually Amy was just about to jump in with something. I think so. so. Yeah, I don't think you want to hear me go through that. <laughs> Amy, were you going to jump in? Oh, I was just going to say I was expecting her to go till like eleven or twelve or midnight or <laughs> all night or something. Nice. Yep. No, I, I de- yeah, it definitely would have been a different show. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. Like I, I don't know if I would have liked that show if we want to get Will Scarlet out of it because, like, honestly, he's probably like he's probably my favorite new character in the Once universe since he premiered. You know, I could see that. Yeah. 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 I could actually see Jefferson and Will together um, and as like a duo. I mean, I think the show would get gotten higher ratings thanks mm-hmm. to Sebastian Stan's like Captain America's spiel. Um, but I would love to see Jefferson and Will together, mm-hmm. like like a duo. Yeah, yeah. Though so, and, and other ways too. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I think they would made like a crazy like power couple, and I think we would have gotten closer to your sliders thing because Jefferson would be able to work, could world hop and go mm-hmm. from world to world. I think mm-hmm. if we would have gotten that more of once Neverland, once Tiger Ball. Yeah, Michael, you had something you wanted to add, I think? Yeah, well, I was just thinking about like the Hatter's backstory as we got it in the, fir- I think the first time he ever appeared in the in the series, and there were all kinds of allusions to like uh, his daughter having a mother that wasn't around anymore. And I was thinking, like, we could have yet another opportunity for them to have uh, explored some things that have never been addressed. Um, like, I think wasn't there some kind of a theory that that Grace's, or was it Grace? Is that the name of the, his daughter? Yeah, I think it was Grace. Uh, yeah. yeah, so wasn't there some kind of a theory that Grace's mother was actually Alice or something like that? 
Oh. That was a fan theory um, for a while there. Uh, they came out later and said that that was not true. Um, but oh, I, it should be pointed out that it was never Jefferson's wife. They, he never once stated that it was his wife. He only ever said this right. is Jeff, it was Grace's mother. Um, so it is, it is a fan theory, though, for a while. I personally always thought it was Dorothy because Dorothy was the first world hopper <laughs> of the show, really. Um, but the thing is, I, with, with the ages, both of those characters ended up when they could have run into Jefferson. I think that would have made it a little improper mm, for Aubrey, ABC. Yeah. <laughs> but he would have been younger, too. But um, I do think, uh, they actually did talk about in the Once Upon a Time comic that's coming out in April, uh, they're going to explore why Jefferson retired his hat. So we might actually finally get that background. That could be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you guys think that we would have got the whole asylum scene if Jefferson had been a, a part of it? Um, because the... There, uh, the knave kept saying like he owed Alice for getting his heart back, and yeah. he mm-hmm. had to go there. And do you think they would have like stressed that as much? And I think like was was that like the point of that scene, or were they like? I, I, I had a feeling. I, in I that... think he would have. Oh, go ahead, Hope. Oh, I was going to say I think maybe not in that scene, but I think when Cora's episode came along, that Jefferson would have been there making hats and being crazy because mm-hmm. that's when he was captured. Well, I I think I that know, pilot. I, oh, go ahead, Amy. Sorry. I was gonna say I don't know. I think if um, if Jefferson was a part of the show, I think it would have been more focused on him than maybe Alice and Cyrus yeah. and all Which that kind of lovely. stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe like it would have opened the show would have opened up with him instead of Alice at the asylum. Mm-hmm. Maybe like just where he was at, or like if he was running to save Grace or Paige or whatever her name is, you know. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it could have been cool. You could definitely tell from the pilot of Wonderland, though, that it was kind of – it, it, there were some scenes that were written in a way to save special effects scenes that they had initially planned for or mm-hmm. sh- already shot parts of or whatever or done the CGI work for or yeah. something. But, okay, we're going to go into the lightning, lightning round. round now. So uh, this is a, a lightning, lightning round. round. I feel like there should be a drum roll in there somewhere. Hold on. Oh, Hold here on. we go. Lightning round. Okay, so what we're gonna do is, I, is I'm gonna go around. I'm gonna go around the room and ask you a question, and you're gonna have about thirty seconds uh, to answer. So, Anne Marie, we're gonna start with you. Yes. Oh boy. I love okay. it. Okay. Please tell me I'm getting what, what I think I'm getting. What if Mary Mar- Margaret got knocked up from Whalen season one? That would have been awesome. <laughs> Hope, lightning round. It's Anne Marie's question. I don't even know what to do with it, but it would be awesome. It would be just so awesome. It would drama, drama, drama. Drama, drama, drama. Talk about another drama, Mama. We're locking. Then we'd be locking up a pregnant lady. And Very then, true. And then the whole we were cursed would be a whole different thing. Yeah, a whole different level. A whole, a whole different, different level. Okay, uh, Amy. What if Cora hadn't been sent to Wonderland? You know, back when she was banished to Wonderland, became the Queen of Hearts, all that stuff. What if that hadn't happened? Wait, can you repeat it? What if Cora hadn't been sent to Wonderland? Um, she probably would have tried to rule Regina's kingdom, like get rid of the king or something like that, to take over the queen. She would be the evil queen to Snow White instead of Regina. Oh, probably. I like that. I like that, I like that a lot. Because she would really wanted the power, so I could mm-hmm. see her trying to figure out how to get rid of Regina and becoming queen herself, or getting rid of Snow and becoming queen, or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Michael, your lightning round. And this is we have in pick, the doc here, uh, fill in any character here. I'm going to say, 
What if Snow White became the Dark One? What if she killed Rumpelstiltskin and became the oh Dark God. One? I, I would say, you know, when she was on the run, that whole period. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You probably just gave me the hardest <laughs> character to do that with. Um, so, completely off the top of my head, um, uh, well, is this when she's lost her memory of Charming, or is that not that situation? When she was the um, bandit. Yeah. Bandit Snow. Just, okay, I, I, w- so, I would say right, right before the Troll Bridge situation happened, she ends up killing Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. Okay, so um, I think that Snow, given how she reacted to killing Korra, how she was like panicking that she'd done such a horrible thing, I don't think she could handle the evilness of being the Dark One. So she would probably either try to go even darker by trying to get trick somebody to kill her, like Zozo did, just to rid herself yeah. of the misery of it, or she would have lost her mind, completely snapped, because she wouldn't have been able to deal with the um, the evilness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. Yeah, I, I like your idea, Michael. I think what would have happened is that she would have uh she would have used the Dark One powers to uh defeat Regina and then she would have done the, the self suicide thing. Uh like Yeah, you, well you didn't even give me a chance to think about have the context of the story. <laughs> so I'm just reacting off That's like it's lightning round. Lightning it's round, lightning round. round. Okay, yeah. hope. Hope. Okay. hope, hope. What if uh what if Neil hadn't abandoned Emma and uh landed her in jail? What if he, he had not listened to the uh August's typewriter? <laughs> I would like the whale question, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll give, okay, we'll give you the whale question for first. What if a whale had knocked up? No, no, it's, a, it's it's all right, it's all right. Uh, oh gosh, um I think Neil probably would have stayed with Emma and Emma and August or uh, August and Neil would have work together on Emma to slowly make her believe over time or at least try and get her to Storybrooke. I like that. I definitely like, like that. Okay, and, and so at the it, same time, uh, at the same time, Neil would also be very resistant against himself because he knows he would, that would put him on a crash course with his dad. Oh, yeah, that's very true. He probably would have been arm's length kind of thing, I'm sure. Okay, Hope, Hope, I know you had an answer prepared. What if, what if uh, I was going to say, what if Snow White knocked up Whale, but that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the other way. Strike that. Reverse it. I think on one hand, uh, you would have Whale struggling with trying not to repeat his own father's actions because he was also his his father gave him a death wish for Christmas, and I think he would struggle as a character to get past that. On the other hand, I think you would have Charming struggling because this is not his plan. It wasn't his baby. And you would have a child growing up in the savior's shadow as an illegitimate bastard child of Snow White and <laughs> Victor Frankenstein. And he would be, like, he or she would have to grow up into that role. And I think, I don't even, I know Charming would do everything in his power to love this child, but it would be nothing. I've written this fan fiction. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can But it would be a very different show. Yeah, I could definitely see that that love child ending up being like kind of just like the resentful and then maybe eventually stepping into like, I don't know, like a, a dark one type role or something, or at least a villainous Ooh. role would be. Here's yeah, I, I think it would become a villain. So he would become the new dark one. Done. <laughs> Done. Uh, Michael, you well, had something? 
Well, I just wanted to add that Zelina probably wouldn't have been able to enact her spell because she needed a baby that was like the product of true love, and I uh-huh. don't think that that would have counted, and I don't think that they would have had another baby if they already had Very one. Very true. They, so, they, they probably would have fallen uh-huh. out of true love when, once the curse was <laughs> raised. <laughs> right. Okay, um, and uh, uh, we'll go ahead and end with me for the lightning round. Sure. And what if Regina had gone into the pub to meet Robin instead of running away? We would have never had Robin Hood face. Because we would have never had her to be sad. I still argue that all the married men have like the matching tattoo, and Regina's gonna see Friar Tuck as one and just be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> nice. Okay, but awesome. we we are at about our hour here, so I guess we should get wrapping up. I know this is the last greetings episode that we're gonna be recording before the new episode comes out. In Finally, the first week of March, because we're gonna have Sorry. a that was loud. this episode and then a commentary and everything. So I figure what we'll do is we'll go around the room, say our goodbyes, and I want everyone so to give long. me. Farewell. No songs. The, we don't sing on this podcast. Greetings from Storybrook. Uh, no, but we're going to go around, tell people where they can find you online, and then give us a one sentence like summary of how you're feeling about the episodes coming up. Uh, so I, I guess we'll start with uh, let's start with Hope. Where can people find you online, um, and it, what are your thoughts? One sentence. One sentence. Hi, you can find me at geekygirlexperience.com. I'm also just joined whatthefangirl.com and on Twitter at Hope Um I am a little wary of this new season, but as long as I have a lot of naval parts, I will be very happy. So we'll see. Excellent. Okay, Amy, uh, where can people find you? And one sentence. What do you think for the upcoming episodes? Um, you guys can find me at at Amy1102 on Twitter. Um, okay, my one sentence would be I'm curious about this season just because of the villains and the Nava Heart storyline. I like how you hesitated on your Twitter handle, too. I, 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 <laughs> like, I, I am... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Michael. Who am I? My, my mind goes faster than what I'm speaking. <laughs> I have the same problem. That's why I have to drink the magic juice. Okay, uh, Michael, where can people find you online in one sentence in anticipation of season 4B? Okay, uh, people can find me uh, on Twitter at mhenrylucero. And in terms of the next season, I am interested yet without high expectations, but willing to suspend my disbelief excellent okay and Anne marie you can find me on twitter at amd simone and i write recipes and crafty things at crunchycrafty.com and this season i can't wait to see Belle be a strong powerful woman not needing that dark one yeah <laughs> bad word bad word bad word Bad word, bad word, you don't Rumble. Need no dark one. And uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can uh, check out my books uh, here. I'll show one to the camera because I keep forgetting to do that at dogboyadventures.com. Here's Danger on Liberty Pier. And one sentence in anticipation. I think, well, you know what? I think I'm just going to steal it from Patty in Uh-oh. the chat room because I, I think this is all I could really hope for in, in a new season <laughs> of Once Upon a Time. And Patty says, I am now shipping Friar Tuck and Regina. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, I, Bill. Yo. What is that universe box thing? Oh, yes. We're also oh, doing hey, a new podcast thanks for called plugging Universe our show Box. For us. Uh, stories to a theme. Every week we uh, we discuss a new theme. Uh, last episode was cookies. This coming upcoming episode is vacation. We're going to do vacation. fear, home, 
right. All sorts of stuff. It's a lot birthdays. of fun. Birthdays. We're doing birthdays. Uh, it, we're doing birthdays. I, we're, I think we're going to do one on Nickelodeon, too. Old Nick, school Nick, Nickelodeon, Nick, which Nick, is going to be fun. Uh, but you can check uh, out that new podcast at universebox.com, and you can find that on iTunes as well. True story. Leave a review. Well, I guess that's it. We, we I think we've managed to put out an episode every week but one in the hiatus. So high five on that. Talk Would about progress. What's that? What? Would you guys be open to doing more one sift over the summer hiatus? Uh, we'll one schedule fifth? that. Yes. Well, uh, tentatively, yes. Tentatively, we're not yes. going to set dates or anything, but they—they've—it's been a great format so far. It's been awesome. We should also say thank you to Hope because Hope's the one. Yeah, Hope really put all this together. Yeah, she, we just show up. She she came to us with this idea, and we were like, "Yes, we're going to steal the idea and take credit for you for it, except for the last five <laughs> minutes of the last episode, and then we're going to thank you for it sincerely." So thank you, Hope. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for letting me be on your show and talk about things. Oh, no problem. Thank you for being on it. We're, we're going to have to get you a little present out in the mail or something just to thank you for it and everything. No, Absolutely. you're fine. You're That's fine. We okay, do. we're not going to send you a fine. present Fine. You get home. nothing. <laughs> and nothing <Bye>. for hope, <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, live viewers and everything. Thank you. We had such a good time. We'll see you in the new uh, half season and everything. <gasps> Coming so, soon. Until next time. Greetings from Storybrook. Greetings from Storybrook. Greetings from Storybrook. Wow, nobody was good on that one. Wow, we got really quiet. Anne Marie. <laughs> Dancing! This music's still going, guys. Oh. But okay, thank you, live people. We love you. Thank, thank you. you for hanging out in the chat and everything. It Bye. was a blast. Uh, we'll see Bye. you guys Bye. Monday, 8:30 p.m. EST. Whoop, whoop. First week in March. Bye. <laughs>